Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. This broadcast is really, really designed to ignite one's faith on fire. And last time we left off on uh, Romans, we've been talking about uh, the kingdom. I can't get away from talking about the kingdom because faith goes with the kingdom. You have to have faith to to live in uh, a society, I'm going to say, a reality that you really can't see kingdom of God. Jesus said, and Jesus said like this in John chapter three, he says, no one can see or know the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And again, once you get born again, you now have what I like to refer to as that FM antenna. You can start receiving from heaven, receiving from the father because your spirit is awakened. And still I'm reminded what Jesus came preaching. He came preaching about this kingdom. He says again, unless one is born again, they can't know the kingdom. They can't be a part of the kingdom. They can't even receive from the kingdom. So again, again, we talked about that a while back about just doing good works. Well, a lot of unbelievers do a lot of good things. A lot of philanthropy goes on, but that don't get you in the kingdom. You know, right, you cannot do enough good. Right, works. right, right. Receiving Jesus as your Lord again and Savior, your Lord and Savior, and receiving Him as the one that God said He sent to redeem mankind. That gets you in the kingdom. That gets you in God's good graces. And you're a child of God now. You're an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ, according to what it says in Romans chapter 8. And that's good news. That's the gospel. That's good news. That's what we're supposed to go out and preach. And we're supposed to go and get, as we go, get an understanding of what that means. Get a, scripture refers to it as spirit of wisdom of, revel, in, of revelation. We need to get a revelation or understanding of what it means to be born again. I, I preached and taught on Resurrection Sunday about the benefits of the resurrection. Because we always talk about Easter, but we never talk about the benefits. Well, what, what does that mean to me? That, okay, I, I received Jesus. Okay, what do I get out of it? Well, I get salvation. I get, according to the scriptures, I, I become an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. I, I can have the ability to use God's ability. As long as I'm doing it his way. <laughs> Again, it's back to doing it his I, I way. We have access to God's power. The you, power there it is. We yeah. have access to that power. You do. We don't do things. It's the power of God that does it. We just have access to that power. Uh -huh. now. And his power works in and through us. That's the revelation or the understanding of Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you now through his spirit. And God can work in and through you to get his will done. Remember, his kingdom come. His will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. 
That's God's will. And I always remind people on Sunday service, if you ever forget that God's will, go back to Matthew chapter 6 when Jesus said pray this way or pray in line with this, with his kingdom coming, his will being done here on earth as it is in heaven. Remember, we're just representatives here on earth. We're ambassadors for, for the kingdom. We're here to, to bring God's will, allow God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And here it is. You got to always imagine, how is it done in heaven? Is anybody in heaven struggling to pay a light bill? Is anybody up there talking about, oh, my pancreas hurt me? Oh, my kidneys? Uh, anybody over there fussing and fighting over? Worried about who's going to win the election. Right. They ain't doing none of that in heaven. So that's God's will. We got to always be mindful and see, and that's what happens when you're meditating on God's word or thinking about what he said all the time. You won't have time to be focused on these other things that don't matter to God, to the kingdom. Because, again, God's about winning souls and, and making the governments of the world conform to the government of the kingdom of God. He loves people, but he wants people to have a kingdom mindset. And he says, you guys, since you're ambassadors, y'all go and influence that culture to the kingdom. Right, we're to be salt and light. There it is right there. And I had that scripture in Matthew 5 where he says, go and be safe. He says, you are the salt of the earth. That's why he can say go. He said, you're the light of the world. He says, go and let your light so shine. It says in Matthew 5, verse 15, let your light so shine before men or man that they may see your good works. Oh, they need to see what Jesus talked about, what we referred to yesterday, you healing the sick. They, they need to see Christ in you, the hope of glory, basically. They need to see God working in and through you. And they need to see mercy and compassion. That's and Christ love, in you, the hope of glory. Things. They need to see that, and that's going to. That's going to be your good works, and that's what's going to glorify the Father in heaven. As they see God working in and through you, through what referred to also as the fruit of the Spirit. See, I'm convinced that a lot of people think that God doesn't have compassion because the Christians they see don't have the compassion of God. They don't have the mercy of God. They don't have any of those attributes on a regular basis that God has. And so people start, well, if that's how his believers act, if that's how— then that must be how he is, Because we're ambassadors. We're representatives. And I always tell people this. A lot of people talking about the world's going to hell in the handbasket and all that. And I, I say this, and you'll catch the revelation of it later. God's not running the world. You say, oh, God. You know, no, God's running the church. The church is supposed to be running the world. He's running us. That's why he tells us. He's be, the head. We're right, the right. We're the body. That's why he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because he still wants to work in and through us. To influence the world towards him. Remember that your father in heaven may be glorified. He still wants all the glory. But he says, I'm going to get the glory in and through you by what you're doing. That's why he says, freely you receive, freely give. Go and be a representative. Be a responsible representative. Be a representative that, that draws people to me. And you can't be a representative, a responsible representative for the kingdom being ugly. Acting ugly and acting hateful. Well, you'll be all of that. But it won't be a good one. You won't be a good one. You won't be an effective it's one. It's like when a person works for a business. The owner of that business might really care about the customers where, but if they've got somebody working for them and they come in and you go in there and that person's rude or whatever, you just assume that's what the business is. There it is, it's right not there. Uh huh. And it's the business and the business owner. And we're about the father's business. Right. And so when we're rude or nasty or whatever to people, then. What that does is that tells people that must be what God's like. Well, who needs that? Yeah, who needs that? If that if you come into a church and obviously the people don't like each other that well and they're not getting along. You say, 
Who needs that? Right. I can get that. I already serve a God who kills, steals, and destroys. Right. Why would I come over to theirs? <laughs> right. So we have to be constantly be mindful of that. And again, my message is always to the leadership. Teach the people kingdom principles. Teach them that. We talked about the keys of the kingdom. Teach the people that. That's your job. And I was listening to a message uh, just uh, last night about, you know, our job is to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel, especially leadership. Proclaim and demonstrate it because we're the shepherd over the congregation, which is the sheep. But uh, God says his job is is the separation. He's going to do the separation. We do the proclamation and the demonstration. In that time, he's going to do the separating. He's going to separate. Right, wait, wait, wait. He's going to separate the sheep from the goat. So, again, if you want to be in that number of the sheep, <laughs> you need to get your sheep together, so to speak. <laughs> I'm just messing around. You need to get your sheep together. Yeah. Because he's going to, and again, a lot of people don't think that day is going to happen when there's going to be judgment. And it's going to be in the church first. Yeah, he's going to judge the people that claim they knew him. And he's going to say, well, how, did you rep- how did you represent me? I think he's going to get a flash of your whole Christian life as how you represented the kingdom. And you're going to get your little tally sheet right there. He said there's going to be some separation. Because a lot of people want to say, yeah, Jesus was my Savior, but well, was he your Lord? Lord, Lord, he says, well, that that goes back to that. Never knew you. Right. And I believe, and there's this guy that's on this broadcast, Sid Roth. And he was talking about he died and went to heaven. He said, I was surprised when I went to heaven. A lot of pastors wasn't there. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, are deceiving themselves. You know, they're saying, well, they, they made them their savior, but they didn't make them their Lord. And he said, back to that scripture you just referred to in Matthew, he said, a lot of people are going to say, Lord, Lord. And he said, I'm going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You didn't want me to be your Lord. Yeah, you asked me to be your savior, but you didn't want me to be your Lord. Lord means you didn't submit it to the lordship of my will. And a lot of people don't take that next step. They come to the door. <laughs> they don't come in the door where all those rooms are and with keys to those doors. They don't use none of the keys. Well, it goes back to what we were talking about, people being churched up. You know, I think that was yesterday's show. Mm. People being churched up. They think they go to church. Yeah, well, I'm good. So I'm okay. They, mm. You can go to church every day. You go to church every week and not meet God. You can right. go to church <laughs> and hear about him and not know him. Mm-hmm. That's like I I watch the news I, I uh, and I've heard about the president. I don't know him. Right. Right? I've heard about all kinds of people. I like sports. I've heard about all kinds of athletes. You root I've for them every week too, huh? I don't know them. You, you, you root for them, I bet you you can't knock on their door. Right. I don't know them, and that's... So there are people that go to church, they hear about God, but that doesn't mean they know him. And I think that's what more than anything else Jesus is referring to. Yeah, you guys knew who I was, but you didn't know me. Right. And you Jesus, heard about me. And Jesus me. said, made this statement. He said, my sheep hear me and they know my voice. Right. And a voice of a stranger they will not follow. So if you're following a stranger's voice and not the shepherd's voice, because he said, they know me. Remember, he said he's going to be a separation of sheep and goat. The sheep know him. The sheep are actually the doers of the word and not hearers only. They know how to forgive. They know how to allow the, the, the fruits of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to work in and through them. They know how to yield and, and submit. They ain't talking about the pastor, the shepherd. They know how, they understand 
kingdom way of doing things. And again, Jesus said, they hear me and they know my voice. And the voice of a stranger they will not follow. And he also said, if you're my disciples, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So we're free. The ones who are hearing his voice and being his disciples. Recently, I heard a couple of Christians talking. They were talking about, we can't be expected to do that. And you know what? How many, how easy it is for us. You know, you're young. You've got kids. You've got a job. And you say, well, I can't be expected. To, I can't be expected to read my Bible. I can't be expected to pray. I can't be expected to tell other people about Jesus. I can't be expected to work around. I can't be expected. To, I'm, I'm so busy. I can't be expected to do those things. Then people get a little older, their kids leave home, and now they say, well, you know what, my kids just left home, I still have to work, and now we finally have some time to for ourselves, me and my wife, or me and my husband, and we finally got some time for ourselves, and, and we want to see our grandkids do some things. I can't be expected to do that stuff. And then you get retired, and people say, hey, we're retired, we can't be expected to do that stuff. And so there's always an excuse for every aspect of your life, every age you're in, if you want it that you can't be expected to do that. And unfortunately, that's where way too many Christians in this country are. They got a reason why they can't be expected to do what it is that God's called them to do because of the situation they find themselves in. Well, they always in. have something else more pressing to do first than to do what God desired them to do first. And I was, as you was just speaking, I was just thinking of, you know, married couples, if you're married and saved, man, that's great ministry together. Me and my wife have great ministry together. And again, I'm serious. Since we got, I got saved and we're both saved, our marriage is just really increasing. Because the seed for our marriage comes from heaven. That's that incorruptible seed. Yeah, you got to put that in. You got to always go to the word and get that heavenly seed. And that seed will produce anywhere, any world. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, see, and again, you can do that. And if for the spouses out there, the couples out there, the married couples, do something in ministry together. You, your life is a ministry. Actually, I post that on Facebook all the time with a little photo. Your life is a ministry. Why? Because people are watching you, especially when you say you're a Christian. And especially when you have children. Right. They're watching. Yeah, they're watching. They're so, watching yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you can be a minister. You can minister to your family members, your grandchildren, your children. You know, my son went out for a job interview today, and he told me about it, and I was understanding he wanted me to pray for him over that that interview. And I laid hands on him and prayed that the favor of God was going to go before him and produce for him supernatural increase, preferential treatment. Well, that's what we that's part of the good news, it's what we inherit. That's part of our inheritance. See, and what your son learns in all that, too, is that you actually believe what you say. Right, I believe it. He, and he must believe, I believe, because he asked me, he let me pray for him and lay hands on him. But I mean, a lot of kids and grandkids, they see their parents or grandparents at church, but then they don't see them in life. They don't see them Monday through Saturday. Modeling that they're saying that right. they believe. And so then you have to ask yourself, do you really believe it? Is that and just so, for Sunday? That's just for Sunday. Right. Because Monday morning, I'm coming at you, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Monday morning is a different deal. <laughs> That's a different deal here, man. We do that on Sunday. We act the best that we going to act throughout the week on Sunday. Come well, Monday. Yeah. Well, I always say anybody can fake it for an hour on Sunday. <laughs> right, right. I don't care how bad you are. Anybody can fake it for an hour on Sunday. And again, we got to get out of that because the kingdom is everlasting and everlasting. It, it's in us. Scripture says in Luke 17, 5, Jesus, the, the Pharisees 
was asking Jesus, well, when this is this kingdom going to come? He said, well, it doesn't come with observation. You won't be able to say, there it is, or look here, or look there. He said, it's within you. And again, we know in John, he said, unless one is born again, he cannot understand or know or have part of the kingdom. So it's in us. And it's in us, I like to say, through the Holy Spirit and through the word of God as we meditate on it and fill ourselves with that seed. That's how the kingdom just increases in you, increases. The more, remember, freely you receive, the more you receive it free because it don't cost you to get this gospel. It's free. And so he said, as much as you receive, just give it right back out because that's what I want. That's how you go and make disciples. Just give it out wherever you go. And you can be at a taco truck, man, and, and, and minister to somebody. You can bless them. You can buy them their meal. I remember I was at the taco truck. Another brother in Christ, too. Just bought all my food. He was doing ministry. And we can do that. There's a lot of things we can do to let our light so shine. Jesus demonstrated it or told us about it when he gave the story about the Samaritan. And the guy that got beat up, the religious people that's supposed to knew God, they saw him and they crossed the sh went on the other side they of the street. They didn't want to get involved. They didn't want to get That was too bloody, man. That's too messy, man. That's what church is right there. Right, right, right. We don't want to get involved in none of that. And that's what we do as church people. Well, you go on the other side, but the Samaritan says, no, he went over there, tended to the guy. And, and Jesus said, which one showed him, which one was a neighbor to him? Which one was neighborly? Which one showed him love? The, the cat, the guy that didn't have a covenant, he showed him love. He said, and that was for us. That was for us to say, okay, this is what you can do. When you see something, an accident, you really ain't got to pull over. You can pray because you have a connection with God. You pray. And you, didn't you say that every time you hear a siren? Yeah, every time I hear a sound. You're, you're doing ministry. That's ministry. You can do that. You didn't ask the, for the kingdom to come, God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. You ask God to supernaturally intervene on that behalf. We can do that. If you don't do nothing, you can stay in your car and do that. A lot of Christians, just like the religious people, drive right past playing some gospel music. <laughs> Oh, amazing grace, playing it in the car. Keep on going. No, say a prayer, you know, declare something. And then if you have an opportunity to help. To yeah, help. get out and help. Don't just drive past. You know, and and I've heard stories, you know, you probably have two different stories about people. They'll see their neighbor needs help doing something, and they're like, I'd love to help you, but I got to get to church. <laughs> I got to <laughs> get to church. I'm running late for church. <laughs> and so... There's there's this whole thing of we see things that we could be about, but the other things are, are in the way. And so we just never get a chance or we never take the chance to do what God would have us to do, to show the mercy to people, show the compassion to people that God would want us to show to them. Give somebody a ride. I was reminded also when Jesus was on his way over to Lazarus because uh, one of the sisters said Lazarus was about to die. He graveyard dead and come on over Jesus and Jesus Took his time to get there. Jesus was on his way, but he ran into the woman with the issue of blood. Oh, man. He stopped and took care of her needs, Richard. He was on his way to church, but he stopped and took care of her needs. And then he went on to handle the business with well, Lazarus. Him three days to get there. Right, right, right. But he went, and we know he's always on time. And, and we know the rest of the story. The sister said, Jesus, if you had been here, he, our brother would have not have died. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you about the resurrection? And they said, well, well, we know someday he's going to be. No, Jesus said, but I am the resurrection. <laughs> didn't, he said, woman, didn't I tell you if you believe you will see the glory of God? And he said, I am the resurrection. And then he told and Lazarus, he told Lazarus to come forth. 
And, and La- again, Lazarus graveyard dead because he was mummified already. And he he spoke to him and he told him to come forth. And again, we can call things that be not as though they were. We know Lazarus graveyard dead. And Jesus said, Jesus told his, actually his sister, he ain't dead, he's sleeping. If that wasn't a lie, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Jesus said, he's sleeping. Yeah, he's sleeping. He called it like he wanted it to be. He's just sleeping. Don't worry about it. Let him rest. Then when it's time for him to get up, Lazarus come forth. So, again, the power of God. That's what prayer is. It's it's our ability to ask God to intervene on our behalf. And we have a right as children of God to ask that. But, again, I always say this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. That's why you got to study the scriptures. You find out what the will of God is. And you can apply faith to what you read, okay, God, oh, you did that before? Sure. Well, maybe you could you do that on my behalf? Yeah. I spoke to the weather systems this weekend. We had an event in our community, an outreach event, and uh, it was supposed to rain. Well, it was a couple of events. We were getting a home dedication by Habitat for Humanity in our community, plus a big cleanup, and they said it was supposed to rain. I didn't want it to rain. Well, I'm imitating the older brother. The older brother rebuked the storm. Well, he says, the works that I do, those who believe in me, the works that I do, shall they do also in greater works. I'm not always doing this one right here because, you know, you plan stuff for a day, especially where we live. We don't know what type of weather is going to go down. So we got to be prepared. So I just looked up in the atmosphere like my Lord and Savior, my elder brother Jesus, and I spoke to the weather system and says, Rain, you will not come here on Saturday doing this between these hours. And guess what? It was supposed to rain, but it didn't. It was sunny out. Again, I'm demonstrating what I believe. Right. I believe, therefore I speak. And I was at a different event, and we were praying the same prayer. There you go, right there. And I'm reminded that the affection, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. There it is. So that ignites your faith. Oh, God. Oh, I can do that. I can intercede. I can ask heaven to intercede on my behalf. Yeah, because God is good. And he wants your event to be a successful one. He don't want it to rain on your outdoor event. But you have to have faith. First of all, the scripture says those who come to him must believe that he is. Well, you would never never come to him if you didn't believe that he is. Right. I'm coming to him with my speech. I'm coming to him because I got to say this. Now, when I spoke to the weather system, I didn't use Vince's name. I said in the name of Jesus. That's the name that's above all names. Heaven, earth, and under the earth, according to the scriptures. I use his name. I didn't use in Richard Hoyt's name. I command you, weather system. No, I said in Jesus' name because that's the name that carries weight. And I understand that. That's the name that demons tremble. That's why we use in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's the name. So it all worked out. We had a great event, and it was good. And once again, Christians need to understand that all of this is available. Christians need to understand that God's mercy is still available, that God's love is still available, that God's um, peace and comfort and hope and strength and courage, all those things are still available. In fact, God wants to give them to us as gifts of the Spirit. There are so many gifts of the Spirit that God wants us to have. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. God actually gives those to us as gifts through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the fruit of of the spirit. God wants us to have those things. And yet once again we find Christians living as if they don't really believe that's what God wants, that somehow God wants them to be sad, that God wants them to be fearful, that God wants them to be depressed, that God wants them to worry about how they're going to pay their bills, that God wants them to worry about 
how things are going to work out. Ain't none God, of that happened in heaven. God wants them to worry about their health and what's going to happen to them next. I know people, I got some members of my own family, I think, that are just constantly worried. They got a little ache and pain. Ooh, constantly worried. And the next thing they're, you know, they got a little ache in their side. And the next thing you know, they've worked themselves up to the, the sure they got a brain tumor or something. And so, you know, our, our mind can do that to us. Our mind can just start running amok and just take and, over and here's the deal a lot of people don't know that's where the battle is that's what satan works at is in your mind that's why the scripture tells us be transformed by the renewing of your mind and over in ephesians it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind that's where the battle takes place that's what satan likes to plant those thoughts ideals and suggestions right our and they're all negative yeah and our imagination just goes right right right, right. your imagination to take go you can have a, a dream a nightmare after watching a scary movie and in that nightmare, you've been running and you wake up sweating like a big dog. <laughs> right, and you ain't left you the bed. Running. And you ain't left the bed. That's your imagination. Right. So you got to stimulate your imagination on what God says and see that. That's why he took Abraham outside at night and said, Abraham, look up in the stars. Look up in the sky and count the stars and tell me how many there is. Abraham said, there's too many. I can't count them. That's how many children you're going to have. God used those stars to stimulate his imagination. Now, God can do that with his word. Satan can do that, too, with circumstances, with thoughts, ideals, and suggestions. He works on your mind. So now we understand, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, scripture says the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. See, and then you, you go to go back to what you were talking about earlier, that Jesus said his sheep know his voice. Right. You got to know which voice, voice is talking to you. The voice says to you there's no hope here. You know that ain't from that's the, not God. That's not God. Nothing can be done here. That's, that's not, not God. God. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it depends on right. what the voice is telling you. Right. It, because the devil, he will. And then our own sinful nature will tell us stuff where, you know, there, there's just no hope for this situation. There's just nothing can be done here. And, and I think no that's the devil, too. I think I, that's got to be the devil, and too. Because he comes to then, kill, steal, and destroy. That's him, too. God's never going to come to you and say, there's no hope here. But see, here's the devil. He'll do there's that, no but he'll make here. it. He'll make you think that's you but with God that thought. But God will never come and say, there's no comfort for this. There's all, all things, God will say all things are possible to those who believe. That's what he'll but say. Yet, why is it then <laughs> that so many Christians hear that voice say, you know, there's no hope, and they believe it. They go for it. You know what? Once you start hearing and receiving your information from a, a particular source for so long, you get used to hearing it from that source, even with Christians. You get blocked off from the truth because you've been used to hearing, even in the natural, you can hear a lie for so long, you start believing it. Well, that, there's a yeah. whole school of thought that if you live a, hear a lie long enough, you'll start to think it's it, the That's truth. the truth. That, that's for real. And I'm reminded, as you were just talking about this spiritual stuff, Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 1 that we have been blessed. It says, blessed be the, the God of our Father, and Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. That's what we're blessed with. And we're going to pick it up when we come back. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. So remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, 
California 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.